In a time where parents have the weight of a thousand decisions on their shoulders and every step is like walking in quicksand, adventure's probably not in your focus. However, research shows families who adventure are more resilient and have significantly healthier minds and bodies. The purpose of this podcast is to help families connect through simple and authentic adventure experiences. Welcome to Ordinary Sherpa, your online community designed to help you connect, reach your summit, and create meaningful adventure experiences with your family. Hello, and welcome to Ordinary Sherpa. As promised, today is a bonus episode. This is episode 60B, and it's a follow-up to my episode yesterday on the invitation to connect and create simple adventures. I wanted to give you some examples of simple adventures that your family could do this weekend. And these are just some of the everyday adventures that we've built into our seasonal adventure list. Sometimes they're monthly, sometimes seasonal. And I help people create this in the Everyday Adventure Challenge. I wanted to give you some insights into what do I mean by simple adventures. And I want to remind you that the value is not necessarily in making this list. And that's not why I offer the challenge. I'll just give you the list. You'll get a lot of lists and a lot of ideas. But the magic is really when you bring these everyday adventures to life so that each member of your family feels connected and you spend some meaningful time together just having fun. I think so much of our time spent together is spent being responsible And I don't always want to be responsible. I really enjoy just being goofy. And I know that's not always just naturally easy for a lot of people. And so I wanted to give you some easy ways to take the work out of having fun and adventuring together as a family. So here are 15 different ways that you could adventure. And I tried to look for things that you could do in just a few minutes that don't require a ton of prep. Some of them still require a little bit of prep, but I tried to keep it as easy as possible. So number one, make a mess. I laugh because I don't mind making the mess. I hate cleaning up the mess. But here are some examples. Playing in the dirt, if you have dirt, or in the snow, or getting your hands dirty with paint or clay or some type of messy craft project, or play with shaving cream or throw pottery or paint a canvas. I think making a mess is sometimes feels like we're playing outside the rules that we're not, you know, coloring in the lines. And I try to imagine, like, if I was four today, what would I want to do? And making a mess is just one of those natural things, right? Number two, turning the dining room table into a fort with pillows and blankets. And I know this seems maybe childlike, and it's very easy for children to do this, but how often as adults do we make a fort and go sit in the fort? I even encourage you, grab all those pillows off your bed, maybe grab a flashlight and read the book in your new fort. It's really simple. We have these little clips that we use, like hardware clips, so that we can attach the blankets really easily to our table. They're super simple. It's just a fun way. Again, changing things up, change of scenery, new space, new look, sometimes makes things just feel adventurous. Number three, check out a seasonal attraction. And for winter, this always feels hard because there's not a lot going on the end of January when I'm recording this. But some examples in our area are to go see ice caves or ice castles. Now those can be tricky because you usually need to know where they are or you might need tickets, but there are quite a few of them around the area. So maybe if it's not this weekend, it's a future weekend and can be something you look forward to. Other things that are happening are polar plunges, these huge giant snowmen, like 40 feet in the air. 
the other one that would be kind of fun is just snowmobile races or going to see people who are ice fishing. It's sometimes fun just to see other people adventuring and learning more about it. Number four, visit a playground within and you can decide, you know, sometimes it's fun to just go somewhere and try something that's comfortable. My kids love to check out playgrounds, regardless of what time of year it is. Throw the snow pants on if it's cold. If it's super freezing, I I know that's tricky. But not everyone is in the north right now. And I know many of you are down south. So go find a new playground. Go explore what places you haven't been. Number five is have a paper airplane contest. Super simple. It requires a piece of paper and you don't have to have it right. Sometimes we will have 30 or 40 paper airplanes laying around the house, but it was a sign of a good day that the kids were entertained. And I try to jump in on all of these. You know, I think the goal is not just to give these adventure ideas to your kids. The goal is really to participate alongside them. And it doesn't have to be an all day thing. These can be five, 10 minute adventures. It doesn't take long to make a paper airplane and to have a little competition. So something simple that you can do really quickly. Number six is more for fun. That is eat whatever is for dinner with your fingers. Now, this is not changing the dinner plan to eat finger food. It is taking whatever you had planned for dinner and taking away all the utensils and eating it. And this kind of became a funny experience. As many of you know, my daughter has two broken arms right now and she couldn't feed herself when she was in the long arm cast. And my brother kind of joked, he's like, why don't you guys just eat like dogs for a while? It'll just make it feel normal (laughs) that she can't eat with silverware. And so we did not do that, by the way. But we laughed about it. Like, why don't we just all eat like a dog and eat without our hands? So you can do that if you want dog style eating. Um, We joked though, because we did do a finger food night and ate spaghetti. That was fun. And I would say it's not super different. My kids like to eat with their hands anyway. So in some ways, it gave them permission to do things they're not supposed to be doing. But things like soup can be super interesting. No pun intended there. But yeah, there's a lot of different ways we don't typically eat with our fingers. So try to find some non-finger food and have a good round of laughs. Number seven is grab a pack of gum. Again, this is probably based on what age your kids are, but grab a pack of gum and have a bubble contest. Try to do some different ways. Like, is there a difference in the type of gum that you have? Is there a flavor gum that you like better? It's something simple again, and even learning how to make noises with your gum. All those things became a fun sensory experience. Number eight, and this is if you want to get out, try a new coffee shop or ice cream shop and decide as a group how you're going to rate things. So we always try to look for a signature flavor or a signature drink or something that's a little bit unique about that local shop. And someone orders it. And then as a group, so for example, when we do, my son is doing the best ice cream shops in all 50 states. And we all get our own ice cream. And then We taste each other's and say, okay, which one do we like the best? So again, I don't know how you guys all feel about COVID and where you guys are at, but that's one fun experience where we all get to rate each other's flavors or what they ordered and see which one was the best. And then we keep a little report card too. So we rate things for each shop and maybe next week we'll go to a different shop or next month. Number nine is to write a letter or draw a picture and mail it to someone I am on the receiving side of this with my daughter's injury, and we always 
love getting the kids love getting mail too. So it's a really fun way to connect with other people that maybe we we kind of joke that mail is a little bit of a lost art and it's so fun to get mail. So we try to use this as our little random act of kindness and to send notes to people or to drop pictures and actually mail it. Number 10 is to design an indoor obstacle course. Now this sounds complicated and I don't know, this can get out of hand. My husband is generally someone who likes to notch up a little bit. I like to keep things super simple. So for me, stools or dining room chairs are really helpful. Pillows and blankets are really helpful. Even the painter's tape will tape different things to the wall in the hallway and pretend those are laser beams that you have to climb under. But I always let the kids decide what might a obstacle course look like and how do you go over and under and all those different things. And it helps kind of get kids moving and on different layers. And I don't want to get all researchy on you, but it is actually really beneficial for kids to be in a non-upright position. Things like rolling or spinning, things like that actually are really good for kids in their development. It's just a fun way sometimes, especially in the wintertime when we aren't necessarily outside playing on the swing set or jumping on the trampoline. It's a fun way for us to be moving around in our house. Number 11, crank the music and do a family dance in the kitchen. This happened about two weeks ago, and it was so much fun. The kids were actually all fighting, and I just cranked cha-cha slide, and I was like, everybody in the kitchen! (laughs) So some examples include the cha-cha slide, Cupid shuffle, electric slide, Macarena. I'm sure you've all been to a group dance or a wedding where everybody gets out on the dance floor and everybody knows all the moves. Chicken dance, hokey pokey. There's all kinds of crazy ones. Come together, crank the music, and do something fun like that. Number 12, sleep out in the family room. We were recently remodeling my daughter's bedroom and there was a big fight over who was going to sleep where and nobody wanted to sleep together. And so we finally decided to pull out our camping cots or air mattresses and we put them in the family room and we had to fight the kids then to go back to bed the next couple nights where everyone wanted to sleep in the family room. Sometimes that change of scenery, change of the norms, things, people remember those. If it's nice where you're at, go sleep out on the porch, go sleep outside. I think sometimes you see things and you remember things when you're in a different location. Number 13, jump around. (laughs) This could be a song such as like you could pretend you're at Camp Randall at a Wisconsin Badger football game and just blare the music and jump around. But that kind of goes up to the group dance. So I was thinking more of having jumping contests or activities. Recently, someone in the Ordinary Sherpa group shared that they had a jump rope contest with their daughter. Otherwise, we've done things at airports too, where we do a standing broad jump contest or who can jump the highest, all different ways just to switch things up and have spontaneous adventures without a lot of planning. Number 14 is geocaching. So this is the idea of doing a scavenger hunt without having to plan any of it. So geocaching is an app. It uses GPS and it's a really fun way just to see what's around you, what's close by. Is there anything in your neighborhood? The geocaching app is free and it's a quick download. It's kind of fun. We've only done it a couple times, but I always forget about it. And it's one of those things that when we have some time, it is fun to just get out and explore. And number 15 is to plan a local adventure weekend. Now, this is something that is going to require, this is, you know, obviously more than five minutes or less, but one of the things we try to do when we're adventuring is how can we entertain ourselves for an extended period of time? 
wanting to travel long term. And one of the ways we practice that are by doing these get out days where we have to be out of the house for 12 hours. And our goal is to have five or six, sometimes seven or eight things on the list just to say, okay, what could we do within an hour of the house? What are things we're curious about that we've never explored? And it just requires us to explore some things that they're outside of our comfort zone or things that we aren't familiar with. So a fun little getaway or staycation, we never stay in a hotel. These are things that we're gone and come back for, but is to plan a local adventure weekend. Again, five things that you can be gone, at least five things that will require you to be gone for more than 12 hours. I invite you, though, to join other families by participating in this online challenge through the Everyday Adventure Challenge. It's just a fun way to connect. So these are just the ideas, but imagine if you could bounce ideas off of each other throughout the challenge. The challenge is really designed for you to have weekly inspiration, actionable adventure lists, and accountability check-ins to make simple adventures happen. And by participating, you also show up in your own life. I think it's very easy to just keep living life and doing all the things on the to-do list. And for us, this has been a fun way to get intentional about creating connections and having memorable family experiences, even when we are home. The challenge runs from February 5th to April 5th. Participation is $40 this week. If you're interested, you can go to OrdinarySherpa.com backslash challenge to register. Registration will close on February 4th at 1145 p.m. If you want to support the idea of an adventure community and you're not really into this everyday adventure challenge or the timing doesn't work for you, here's three things you can do. Number one is to share the Everyday Adventure Challenge with a friend, family member, or someone who you think would benefit from just even exploring it. You can share that link, OrdinarySherpa.com backslash challenge, and just remind them, say, hey, I was thinking about you. You might be interested in this. Let them know when registration closes and how they can register. Another way is to share the Everyday Adventure Challenge on your own social media. Tag some friends that you know might be interested in doing this or shaking things up. You can share this entire episode on your social media channel, either Facebook or Twitter or whichever one works for you. Instagram is one that we prefer most often. So if you are on Instagram, head over to Ordinary Sherpa and comment on the Everyday Adventure Challenge posts or share them with your network. This is a very simple way that the more comments we get, the more engagement, the more exposure the challenge will get. And it'll kind of trick Instagram's algorithm and it'll show up in more people's feed. So more people will hear about it. It'll give exposure to a broader audience or share it with your stories on your stories and tag Ordinary Sherpa. It's a very easy way to support the idea of building an adventure community for families, to support people having simple adventures in their own backyards. And it's a small way to help improve and contribute towards this community. I hope you find one of these ideas, if not this weekend, sometime soon, to just find a simple way to connect, to have fun, enjoy all that life is right now. Until next time, keep on adventuring. We'll talk soon. 